It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball's dead. Rest in peace. Also, uh, my friendship with Dallas Braden is also dead uh, as of Three days ago. Yep. We're done, dude. <clears throat> what, uh, what, what happened? I, went, I walked into my home, my brand new home, my brand Beautiful. new home. Beautiful. And um, here's, here's what happened. Uh, on Friday, I, for, for a Christmas slash housewarming gift for my parents, I got a brand new TV. Hmm. But I'm not moved into the house yet. So Friday, I had to just go there, sit there, and wait <laughs> for the delivery to come. So I'm sitting there, and this is the middle of a storm. It's pouring rain. Cats and it's, dogs. Uh, yeah, it is torrential downpours on Friday. I'm sitting there. Um, TV gets there, and uh, there's another package there uh, that was already in the house. And I see it sitting there. And I think because the two guys that are doing work on my house, I'm friends with both of them. So my first instinct, uh, because it was outside of a package, it was just in bubble wrap. I was like, this must be a Christmas gift that one of them are like hiding from their significant others or one of their kids or something. So it was just this kind of like box shaped thing in, in bubble wrap. I was like that. I mean, obviously, this, if this were an actual package, then it would be in a box. It wasn't. So I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. And then I get to the house on Monday and it's still sitting there. And I was like, oh, Christmas is coming gone. Apparently, my, my theory that this was a Christmas gift for someone else and, and being hidden at my house this is not true. So I asked them, I said, what, what is this? And they said, oh, this was uh, when we got here on Friday morning. This was, this was out there on the front porch and the, and the box was falling apart because it was soaked. So we brought it oh. in. We threw the box away. And I was like, you didn't think to tell me that? Like, mm. Well, it was sitting right there. So I grab a box cutter and I start cutting the bubble wrap, peeling away the layers. And um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a framed photograph. Oh, and nice. I, I start to look at the photograph and I was like, I, I recognize this, this top left corner. I recognize that. I think I've seen this before. As I slowly peel away each layer, I come to find that um, Dallas Braden, as a housewarming gift, has sent me a 16 by 20 framed photograph of himself <laughs> with my mother. And my sister. <laughs> and 
And I, I don't, I mean, it goes with the color scheme. There's a lot of black, white, and gray in the home. Uh, but, how do you know Dallas sent it? How do you know he did it? Could yeah, anybody. That's a crazy gift to get. That's fucking random. <laughs> so on Christmas Eve, uh, on Christmas Eve, uh, my sister was like, have you gotten any packages to the house? And I was like, no, why? And she was like, well, I was, I have to intercept a gift if it comes before Christmas. And I was like, from who? And she was like, someone outside the family. And I was like, so Dallas? <laughs> I was like, who the fuck else that's not related to me would have sent me a gift to my new home? Um, so I, I had a, I don't know why I didn't put two and two together. I mean, I literally guessed you when she said that. Uh, but then, yep, I'm going to, I'm going to hang it in the house. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to destroy it. I'm not going to put it in the closet somewhere. I will hang it in the house. I will. Uh, I mean, can we get a, can we get a shot of the finished product? I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't even get to see the finished product. Like, yeah, you, I'm not, I gotta, I'm and not I gotta tell you, yet. I've got a, I've got an incredible recording of the phone conversation between myself and the the dear sweet lady who works at a Boston photography shop. Uh, just think boutique Boston photography shop and the accent on that young lady, the accent on that lady and what it sounds like. And I, I swear to God, the first part of the conversation goes like this. Hey, I, um, so I've got a friend, a dear friend of mine. <laughs> And maybe, who knows, maybe you've heard of him. I said, he's a huge Red Sox fan. You've you've seen him on TV. Um, and she goes, as soon as I said the Red Sox fan, she goes, oh, golly. My my father, huge fucking Red Sox fan himself. Huge. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the players. I don't know many of them. But I don't know. Give it a go. Run it by me. <laughs> and, I, and I go. All right. Jared Carabas sounds familiar. I tell you, that sounds familiar. He's not a player, though, huh? He's not a player. I don't have him as a player. Say it again. I said Carabas, Jared Carabas. Ah, oh, oh, I tell. Well, my father. See, we've had season tickets since, and I was like, holy fuck! I this was this went from going to be really good to I don't have an hour now. All right, and, yeah. <laughs> so I. I I, I wish I, oh my God, dude. I, I wish I would have needed her help. I wish I, because she was a fucking gamer, an absolute gamer. She was willing to do the dirty work of Santa's elves that the other elves were not willing to do. She was She, she asked me if I needed this to be delivered. She was going to <laughs> deliver it. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I, I know you, you've probably got a time constraint or whatever. And I said, I said, you got to <laughs> whatever. It's a picture of myself and my dear friend, his mother, his beautiful mother. And she goes, oh, and then I go, and, and his beautiful, beautiful sister. And she goes, oh, so he needs to get this, huh? You need to get this to him. <laughs> she she was a fucking gem, a gem of a human. I hope she had a good Christmas. She probably did. Yeah. If only she knew that she was on the phone with the Dallas Braden. Yeah. Broadcaster of the 
Oakland A's. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. She, uh, former, uh, I just, former big league pitcher. I, I loved her eagerness and her willingness because she knew shit was awry. She knew. She was like, oh, this is. This is not good for you, buddy, but I like where you're at here. So let's <laughs> let's fuck him, huh? All right. I was into it. What was her first name? I was into it. I, I want to say Colleen. I want to say Colleen. Okay. Shout out to Colleen. Thank you for your but I, I did I did write her I did write her name down and I forget the name of the it's a oh is it no it's not Hunt photo? It's not Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it something is it like Hunt that? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think okay. uh, I, I'm I'm probably gonna put it in the living room. I we I put it up like there's like a little panel, kind of like when you walk in the entrance way, like around the corner to the left. Like there's there's a perfect spot for it. Like I'm gonna give it a like a premiere spot. Like I'm not gonna hide it somewhere. I mean it it deserves a premiere spot. Yeah. <laughs> the, do you know how excited I was when they were like, yeah, as big as we could go is like 16 by 20. I was like, get the tape measure out. <laughs> and they fucking whipped it out boom they're like other than this we start losing pixelation and it's just it just does i was like no this this is this fucking this will work it's a perfect size this works this covers like a any large bigger than that and it would have been it, it, any bigger it, i think it would have been a little ridiculous well the <laughs> more so, so ridiculous the, the the next the next move was i just needed I needed a uh, I needed somebody in your house though to give me the size of one of your biggest walls and I just turned that into a canvas and then I have that installed into your house while you're gone. So then you that come home sick. and the massive wall that like you walk into or whatever, now that wall is covered with that image and it's fucking <laughs> fixated to the studs in the house and now you're going to have to do some serious serious fucking rearranging to get that thing out of there do you think i would have even put in half no you wouldn't have no absolutely not which is why that was my original thought but i i'm working on a time crunch got it yeah because i because and 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 jenna was like do you know how fucking hard it would be for me to like how are we going to get into his house without him being oh it would have been very easy well, I, I tried to tell her that I had multiple ways that we could have made that happen. <laughs> yeah. These motherfuckers from Stockton, you think we can't get into that house and we want to get into that house? <laughs> we get into that fucking house. But uh, but I, I, I understood. You know, I understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Merry yeah, Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Alice. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I feel bad I didn't get you something. I guess I'll have to... Uh, <clears throat> no, I'm sure. I'm sure the O'Neill Cruz uh, jersey's probably it probably like, tra- like ah, man, you know, packages and stuff. It's coming. They get hung yeah, up. Yeah, it's and, coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I did. I, uh, I I did order it. See, there what? you go. That's half. That's half the battle. Yeah, mm-hmm. whether or not it the it's in God's was hands completed now. or not. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. It's in God's hands. Godspeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey, was Santa good to you? Are you? Do you yes, celebrate? Sir. I shouldn't assume. Yeah. I got this hat. I got some baseball. Oh, you cards. got that hat for Christmas. I got some cards. Mm-hmm. What kind of cards you get? Oh, shitty you get? ones. Shit ones. My brother hey, got another man's trash is another man's treasure. I got one of those old pieces of gum from the eighties, and I yeah, ate it. <laughs> did you eat it? Ew. Yeah, it was good, man. It actually tasted good, but it wasn't very chewy. No, it turned to powder real quick, huh? Yes, but I'm mm-hmm. glad you got another TV, Jared. That's a good gift. <laughs> <laughs> you really needed that. 
<laughs> where, well, where that's actually that? what I got too. <laughs> it's a it's a frame TV. So, so you need to get a fucking somebody to buy you a lock idea? on your door. No, what's yeah, your idea? that too. So uh, I'm sure people know what a frame TV is, but for those who don't, I, I wasn't familiar until very recently at being a TV guy. <clears throat> the frame TV <laughs> is uh, it looks like a picture frame on the wall, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. when you shut it off, the screen becomes, becomes matte. Like it doesn't look like a glowing television picture. It looks like a, a big a painting. So you can make, uh, you can put your own pictures on there. How about and this, Jake? Jared? This is a this is a perfect segue to ask Jake because I I didn't uh, I didn't ask him yet. Uh, Jake, how how would you rate your Photoshop skills? Um, I'd put them at like a a B plus. Okay, so what I want to do uh is i want to do like a photo shoot of me shirtless turn like my body is facing what? this way but i'm turned this way fucking loser and i want jake to photoshop my upper half onto a horse and have me as a centaur as the 75 inch painting oh, on the wall Jesus. in my living room do you think you could do just, that jake just yeah, like I could that pull that off Hey Jake, if you're not <laughs> yeah, bored, you do you, Jake, if you're not bored, do you want to come over and fucking take pictures of me shirtless? <laughs> <laughs> Jake, how good's your camera? Do you have a good like picture camera? Yeah, no, we'll be good. All right, yeah. So okay, does it have to be in front of a it green screen? It doesn't do come with a fucking. Well. It doesn't come with an ab filter, Jared. So no, you're gonna have to mix in a fucking sit up if you want him to start. You've never seen me shirtless. Topless. Actually, yes, no, I you have. have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that's my idea for the the picture TV when you first walk in. It'll be well, it's it's an ode to Dallas's yeah. close personal best friend Alex Rodriguez, who really does have a painting of himself as a centaur in his house. Uh, and that's so my that's, honestly, that's probably my favorite thing about that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that because that's as close. <laughs> To acknowledging what's really going on to everybody else as as you're gonna get from him, right? Like it's dude, I'm fucking with you, man. You looked great as a young strapping lad tearing it up mm-hmm. in the MLB. Yeah, half man, half horse. Fuck yes. Fucking fuck. Print it, run it, hang it. Let's go. Yeah, that's uh that's just gonna have to be a thing. So if that bothers people out there, I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm really not. I'm not sorry you, if that bothers anybody. So are you going to put, but is it going to be like on a Clydesdale or is it going to be like on a Shetland pony if we're looking for scalability here? Uh, what's what's like the beefiest horse they got? Well, I, I threw a Clydesdale out there. They got a, they got a different one, one that's bigger than Clydesdales. Oh. These things are fucking massive. We're talking like 18 hands high. What's like the, the Great Dane of horses? Again, uh, I'm throwing Clydesdale. <laughs> I'm going to throw Clydesdale out there, Jared. But that's because my uh, my equine knowledge isn't isn't vastly expansive. Uh, ask Siri. <clears throat> hey Siri, what's the I- Great Dane version of a horse? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. What's that yeah, bitch she saying? Just, she's got the Great Dane hunting lions. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm going Clydesdale. Clydesdale. I know there's right. a bigger one. Largest horse breed. 
Let's see what that yields. I've seen the Clyde Distills. They're overrated. A Shire. Oh. There you go. I knew it. The Shire horse from Great Britain. It's the tallest the and largest horse. horse breed. That thing is I mean, fucking Do they have meaty massive. legs? Jared, look at this fucking thing. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that looks like a, like a, it looks like the Mustang logo. It looks no. like a fucking roided out unit. This thing is massive. Jesus. Yeah, that's what we yeah, want. Yeah, the Shire, the Clydesdale, and the Belgian draft. Mm. Yeah, boom. What I, I fucking nailed it. These horses can reach 18 to 19 hands in height and weigh between 1,800 and 2,200 pounds. Could you imagine a 19-hand, one-ton fucking horse? No, I couldn't, actually. Yeah, what the fuck does a hand mean? That's how you measure the height of horses, hands. like this. Oh, duh. Because as you're like walking up to the horse, boom, 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 boom. Because typically you can measure all the way up, right? Yeah. 18 hands. Yeah. I can see it now. <laughs> That's <laughs> done. <laughs> and now, now Google Shetland Pony. So you understand why I asked the question. It wasn't a dig. It's a legitimate question. I don't even know how to spell that, I guess. <laughs> oh, Shetland. Okay. Oh yeah, that's a little guy. So it's a legitimate question. It wasn't a. It was a legitimate question. Because you'd have got angry no, if I'd have said gonna... mini horse. Yeah, no, it's no. I mean, I, I definitely, I, I recognize it right now. I don't have big legs, but I will have big legs. <laughs> <clears throat> How are you gonna get those? Uh, half surgery, half effort. Huh? I told you, I'm, I'm all in on getting calf implants. Like, why, why? As a society, have we shamed uh, men for cosmetic procedures? But it's just it's just accepted. If if women can do it, yeah, that's not I, very. That's I told you. That's I'm sexist going, against found, men. Breaking news: I think I've found a place for hair replacement treatment. You, oh yeah, what was the bet that we did that you you said that you were gonna do that? I don't know. I forget the. I forget. The oh, bet. you know what it was? I think it, I think it was if I got calf implants that you would oh, do yeah. hair replacement. <laughs> Yes, if you get calf implants, we're going to be the I'll hottest do- baseball podcast in the world after cosmetic <laughs> surgery. But I, I got to go all the way to fucking Turkey. I'll but go I'm to okay Turkey with, that. with you. Do I'm, they have I'm baseball okay. there? Uh, well, mm-hmm. they're fixing to. If they don't, they're about to. You bet that. Bet that, buddy. I've played catch on every fucking continent that I've been to. <clears throat> okay. Craziest place I played catch was a castle in Transylvania. Okay. Yeah. I mean, why why Turkey? Don't they there's there's definitely a place in the United States that does it. No, man. And like all these dudes are going to this place, like all these stars and celebrities. It's a non-invasive procedure. So like the procedures here at uh, at home stateside, they're cutting into your scalp. You know, and they leave a scar, so there's x amount of growth necessary to hide the scar so you can only have your hair cut a certain way without exposing the scar and maybe that's not how you want to have your hair cut but this way is non-invasive non-surgical procedure so from what i've been able to understand and it's a bit sketchy because i have to do it through whatsapp and there's there's a lot of i don't know 
lot of language barrier issues I'm, I'm running into here. But uh, from what I gather, it's like sucking the hair out of your head and then fucking like basically hitting reverse on the gun and then it like firing back into your fucking scalp in the, in the spots that they want it to. I don't know. And it, and it works? Oh, well, I'll tell you what. Unless it's Jake on the Photoshop here, I mean the fucking the before and afters have me ready to board fucking Spirit Airlines going to fucking Turkey. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I've been I've been blessed I've been blessed in the hair department, but um, I'm just glad I can stay stateside for my calf implant surgery. I'm gonna get the fucking biggest calf implants you've ever seen. You're gonna have to build the rest of the foundation. Remember, you got to build the legs, then you can get the implants, and then you'll have the foundation to be able to withstand the surgical procedures. But you don't want to. I told surgery. you, I, I, I'm I'm building a gym in my basement. I I got a calf raise. I have the Smith machine. I have a leg press. Like you're not gonna recognize me this year. The 2023 is the year of the legs, and I know that people probably don't believe that because I think 2019 was also the year of the legs, and then. Uh, but this time is this time's for real. 2023 is the year of the legs. Mm. Let's just do what A Rod does. You want to be A Rod? <clears throat> Take the juice, bro. Do we know that he did that? Go to Miami, baby. <laughs> do we know that he did that? I mean, I never felt. I don't test. know if we know. Yeah, he did. Bad. No, he didn't. He got suspended, but he never failed tests. Well, hey, baseball has the power to just suspend you if they want. That is true. We're finding out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are. Thoughts Thoughts on Trevor Bauer's imminent return to Major League Baseball. And is it imminent? Like, No. Does he show up? Well, no, I don't he's going to have is. to be. He's going to have to be active for at least like a hot minute, right? Like, okay, he's now active. Now we release him. So there's going to be that time and space. Where Trevor Bauer, yes, is now a part of baseball again. We all understand that it may not last very long. But what are our thoughts on Trevor Bauer having the suspension whittled down to the point where should he be allowed to, he could be an active player on a roster this year. And it could be the Dodgers roster. Now, the Dodgers, remember, have been vocal about not wanting to sign certain players because of the potential reaction from the fan base, Carlos Correa, blah, 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 2017, yada, yada, yada. Um, and if that's the case, you can only imagine that the fan base feels a certain way about having Trevor Bauer still kicking around the clubhouse, still on the squad. So I think a lot of people have the Dodgers making move as soon as they have to, to release Trevor Bauer, does that turn into Trevor Bauer being blackballed out of the game? Is that the first step? And I mean, when I say first step, we could easily go back and say, oh, well, he was doing X and Y and Z and this. Uh, no, Okay. We're talking about right now, from the moment he's been able to play the game again, because everything we found out legally and all of those things have taken their course. Now it's just a matter of baseball upholding a punishment, though they knock some games off, and a team being willing to either keep him 
in this case, the Dodgers, or release him, in this case, the Dodgers, and somebody else sign him. So really, baseball business is the only thing preventing Trevor Bauer from joining another team should the Dodgers ultimately release him. So does he play so, again? <clears throat> here's what I got on this. Uh, do I think the Dodgers are ultimately going to release him? Yes, I do. Although I thought it was going to be quicker. Like, I thought it was going to be like, hey, statement comes out from the league. Next day, boom, we're done. Severed ties. Let's not drag this thing out. Let's, let's make this a swift and concise decision. That hasn't happened, which is surprising to me. I do still think that they will release him if and when they do. Uh, I do not. So I don't think that he's going to get blackballed, but I don't think that a team is going to sign him for 2023. I think it's going to be one of those things where he's got to go pitch in the Mexican league for two years, three years, and then be like, oh, I want to come back to Major League Baseball. And then that's how a Major League Baseball team would sell to their fans and to the media. You know, it's. You know, time heals all wounds and, you know, he's reformed and you know, he's he's grown and learned from this experience and blah, blah, blah. Like I even like, wherever you fall in the spectrum of he's innocent, there was some foul play like we, no one was there. We don't know. Like he hasn't been charged with anything criminally. The league has still levied punishment uh, against him. So it's it kind of just muddies the waters on how I think fans should feel about it, where it's like, oh, well, if they're not pursuing criminal action. But Major League Baseball is pursuing a punishment against him. So it's kind of like, you can't just be like, well, he's completely innocent. Well, no, 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 because of this punishment. So I I think if you're a major league baseball organization, uh, it wouldn't be in your best interest to to bring him on board right away. Because I think we saw what the reaction was when uh, the Marcelo Zuna, uh, not Marcelo Zuna, yeah, uh, Roberto Osuna, that situation. uh Like they still hung on to him, but you saw what the blowback was when uh, who who was it? It wasn't was it Click that was saying, "Thank God we signed Osuna or traded for Osuna in the clubhouse," and he had to like yes, apologize was, and got yes. fired. Yes. Was it? I don't yes, know if that was was that Click. I think it was someone else. It was like no, a, no. It was one of the it was guy. it was one of the front office members that was there. Yeah, before, yeah, not him. Yeah, I mean, there, there's been. There, the the precedent has been set essentially that organizations have brought in bad dudes and fan bases don't have to cheer for them, but they're still going to buy tickets. They're still going to watch the team and they're just going to swallow and be like, all right, just be good. Like if you're going to be a piece of shit, at least be a good piece of shit. Like a role Chapman, the Yankees traded for a role Chapman after no it had been announced that he was going to get suspended. They acquired mm-hmm. his suspension. This was during yeah. the offseason. This incident happened with the Roldis Chapman. He's with the Cincinnati Reds. The Dodgers had a deal in place to acquire him. Then they found out about this. They were like, fuck that. We don't want him. So we're talking about the Dodgers organization here, which is why you would think that they would release Bauer if the precedent has been set there with, with the Roldis Chapman. They found out about that, said, fuck that. The Yankees are like, we don't care. We just want to win, even though they don't. And they bring in Chapman. So that's kind of... it's. Uh, <laughs> It's it's. Do you see the precedent with, with that's Chapman, set there? It, yes, but it's it's almost. I don't want to say it's apples and oranges, but it kind of is when we're talking about the caliber of play. We're talking about talent, or we're also talking about personality, right? But because Chapman if, is not if, a forward-facing figure in this league, Trevor no, Bauer 
is is a Ford. Yes, it does. Trevor Bauer is no, a no, forward-facing no. figure in this league who also pissed off the commissioner. <clears throat> so he has he has baseball fans. Bauer, I'm talking about. Bauer has baseball fans that did did not and do not like him. Not because oh he's on a team that I don't like. Not because oh he's good and he beats my team. It's because of of the antics before all this stuff happened. So it's it would be a hard sell to a fan base to bring in a guy like that when you already didn't like him before that. And then you add this into the mix. And then you have the question of, is he still good? We don't know. I mean, he hasn't well, played Major League all, Baseball all of this in is, two years. All of this is in the eyes of the league, right? That, that's, that's the thing, is the punishment that the New York Yankees acquired with Aroldis Chapman was all in the eyes of the league because whatever happened legally happened legally with the law. And now Chapman was going to deal with whatever he was dealing with from Major League Baseball. And that's what the Yankees understood. And so they willingly acquired his suspension, knowing that there was still going to be potential further ramifications. Right? What is different about another team? What is different about any other team doing that with Trevor Bauer? Because now you're really starting to get into the actual offense. In my opinion, because if we're going to talk about why you're okay with one of those guys being allowed to be pursued and be acquired and why one fan base would be okay with the pursuit and the acquisition, then can we talk about why you wouldn't be okay with Trevor Bauer? Because if it's Chapman specifically, we're talking about him firing a fucking gun in the presence of his girlfriend in the basement of a home eight separate times. Not one warning shot, which is still fucking insanity and ludicrous, but he followed up with seven more. So if that's the case, and we're okay with that happening, that's my whole point. I believe he also put his hands on her in addition to the, the gunshots as well. So you've got somebody firing gunshots and allegedly having physical altercations and All of that is okay to do business with. Mm -hmm. All of that's fine to do business with. Okay, what about the Trevor Bauer situation is not okay to do business with if you're a team? Because you've just let us know that it's okay if you're firing weapons in a house. It's okay if it's a domestic dispute. As far as any of that's concerned, we're good. Let's talk business. Let's talk years. Let's talk AAV. That's fine. Hold on. This guy shot a fucking gun multiple times and was yelling it during a domestic dispute with his significant other. And we're, o- we're okay with that. I just want to check here before we continue. Yeah, we're okay with that. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Well, this guy had some issues with, you know, a, a girl potentially trying to set him up and there was, you know, talks of extortion and blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't know. So, so what do you got here? Oh, no, 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 huh? nope, nope, no, 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 can't do that. Can't do that. Fan base, not happy about that. So are you speaking for your fan base? Are you telling us that your fan base is okay with certain type of behavior like that, but they're not okay with this type of behavior? And is it because in the eyes of the league, this is wrong? So I'm just asking what kind of message is being sent? Where are we drawing the line? Because the cops watched Marcelo Zuna fight his wife with a cast on his fucking hand and that guy was still playing 
So it's all good. But I'm just asking for the level of all good. Clearly, Trevor Bauer's on the wrong side of it's all good. So I'm asking for that to be defined. Right? I'm not defending anybody. I just want to know if we're laying this all out here, it sounds like firing a gun and, you know, getting physical with your significant other is all good. But getting into a muddy potential extortion, uh, you know, sexual behavior completely away from the baseball field. It sounds like that's a bigger issue. And if so, I just want to know why. It's just the backlash. I mean, that's only all these suspensions are, which kind of makes sense. Like they, they try to pretend like it's, well, they're trying to suspend people based on how bad their crime is. But like MOB's not the police. There their you go, whole, Joe. The whole thing is them finding out like how much shit are we going to get for not suspending them and then suspending him because of that. Yeah. And, and they throw this big, huge punishment on you and then start to like reel it back as information comes out. Yeah. I mean, they can't say that's what they do, but I think that's what every leak does. Like that's the whole point of their suspending people for like domestic abuse stuff is to protect the brand, the business. Yeah. And Trevor Bauer is obviously way more polarizing than a role. This Chapman, Azuna, Osuna, all of them combined, even before he even got in trouble. So they, they, you know, they had to give him the biggest suspension because they're going to get the most shit for not suspending him. Yeah, it's and just will a- teams sign him? I don't know. Well, I don't know, Jared, because you, what you said earlier is like if they a team waits to sign him, then mm-hmm. they have to pay him. But like this year, if the Dodgers drop him, they could yeah. basically get him for free. Yeah, you get Bauer for league minimum. Uh, you're you're basically paying for uh, wiggle room in public league. perception. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, I mean, I like like. Let's say it comes July, and or August, right? And your team is on the cusp. Does two hundred fifty thousand dollars, or no? What's the fucking league? So about three hundred and fifty. Three, three, yeah. So about three seventy-five or so for Trevor Bauer for half a season, or for just a couple months in a playoff push. Just no, nope, no, no. <laughs> don't want to see it. Don't want it. You got three, three horses in your rotation. You've got a few games separation headed down the stretch. Trevor Bauer's healthy, and by all accounts, looks great. No, you don't want it. You're all good. All right, let me ask you no this, thanks. Dallas. Let me ask you this, Dallas. <clears throat> you are, um, you are the general manager of Team X. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what team it is, like, because I, I want to take payroll, roster construction out of it. You're the general manager of Team X, and you are pitching to your assistant general managers, scouting directors, everyone in the front office. I want Trevor Bauer. I want to sign this guy. And you have a woman executive come up to you and say, how are we as an organization going to bring this guy into the fold? What are you saying to her? We at that point as a group would have to have all of the information that's been available to the parties that are dealing with Trevor Bauer's situation. We need to have all of that information available to us as a group, and we need to go over that information 
and find a level of comfort with it or find a level of discomfort with it. And from there, we continue to make our decision because now we have all of the information that we would all be comfortable with. And it's not about hearsay. And we don't have to try to fill in holes with our emotion. We can fill in holes with facts. And from there, I'd like to believe that if the business side of things is what we're focused on, and we're marrying that with potential impact on the brand, we're going to be able to come to a resolution. There's no doubt in my mind, no doubt in my mind, because we're going to do right by our staff. We're going to do right by our players, and we're going to do right by the most important people, which is our fans. And sometimes, Jared, sometimes fans might take up arms against one person, one vibe, one one bad giveaway day, whatever, and make somebody their enemy. And you know what happens the other days? They cheer for their team. And if we can all come to a place where we understand facts, we're comfortable with the facts, and we can all operate this way, and this makes us better, then I'm going to need to hear why we're not logically entertaining it. That doesn't mean that it's an absolute yes, but that means let's look at our bottom line. Let's look at where we're at in the standings. Let's look at what this does for us fiscally, because this is a, a, a great opportunity to get this caliber of a player, potentially, for pennies on the dollar. And if we're in this spot, what do you got? But yeah, you have to know that you can't just make this decision individually. This has to be a collective decision made by everybody because it's not just mm-hmm. the players on the field that are impacted. It's not just the fans and it's not just the front office members who might have to deal with this individual. It's everybody. So everybody's in on this. And then you so talk to the clubhouse. I absolutely off, go to my is, clubhouse. Is there is there a team of the 30 major league teams where you're going to get universally everyone to sign off on this? No. No. Because you couldn't no, just even like get you, a team to sign off on it universally before this happened. Right. And then before, yeah, before, well, before this, it was just more about the antics. Yeah, and, dude, he had to apologize to like, remember when he signed with the Dodgers? He was like, sorry about what I did in the past. I want to be better. And that was before all of this. It was already an issue. And now he's got lawsuits. He got three girls accusing him. So on top of that, that's like, you know, multiply it by 100. That, that, that's what I'm saying is like, think about that. Like there's there's three different three different situations that he's that he's dealing with or three different cases. I don't know if it's when I say case, I don't know if they're still like active cases. So but he's had multiple incidents. And that's why I say gathering all the facts. It's not gathering all the facts about one instant. It's all of them. All of them. Because it's not just an easily dismissible one-time thing. Nope. It's multiple times. And that's where a lot of people would just say, look, dude, are you asking me to sit down and weave my way through this fucking hornet's nest? Like, I'm good. I am all good. This is no. Nope. Because Trevor Bauer ain't making or breaking our fucking series. So if that's yeah. the case, then you fucking move on. There's just so many hurdles. Oh, to sign, so many to sign him. So but many. it's what a good, if- but it's such a good deal. 
Well, it's, so it's, it wouldn't surprise me if one team fucking fuck it, you know. But it's still. I mean, does Trevor Bauer play baseball for the Atlanta Braves, Joe? I hope not, bro. Oh, like wow. I really don't. <laughs> like I like as a fan of a team. Would you really want Trevor Bauer on your team? Like, I mean, I guess that's personal for everyone. Like to me, like that would just kind of be annoying. And then have to argue with the people online and well, it's gonna be all this shit twenty four seven. It's just gonna like make it. It's gonna miserable. be such an interesting, uh, like an interesting unfolding of a future for him because where do you go? Like, the, okay, <laughs> if you think that you don't have a spot here in America to play baseball because of what you've done or because of the cloud looming over you, is is the KBO going to open their arms? Yes. Is the Nippon League going to open their arms? Japan? I think, I mean, the, I believe that the Mexican League, if if they brought in well, Yasiel I, I didn't Puig. Say, I, buddy, buddy, buddy. There's a reason I didn't start there. Okay? <laughs> yeah. There's a fucking yeah. reason I did not yeah. start in the Mexican League, Jared. There's a yeah. reason I didn't start in the Dominican Winter League. There's a reason I didn't start in any of those places. Yeah. There's a they reason got, I they started. They got Jeffrey Dahmer playing second base in the fucking Mexican <laughs> League. <laughs> buddy, they don't give a fuck. So, no. and, and when we're talking about compensation, like they're, you know, sure. Bauer would get paid a lot of money as a established big leaguer Cy Young winner going to play winter ball. Fuck yeah. Um, but now he's like making a career out of this. He's going to play in a season, a full season, blah, 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 blah. So if it's not going to happen here in America, he's got to now explain all of this, if it's not already understood, to a Korean league team or to a J- uh, Japan league team. How's that conversation going? Are the fans going to be so out of the loop that it doesn't really matter? Will the teams be able to frame it in a way where they don't really have all the information? And the story that they get from their team is one that kind of paints it maybe a little fluffier. And now everything's all good. And now Bauer does spend two years overseas and just fucking dominates. Is he allowed to come back home? I mean, I guess the 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 real answer to that question is depends on how good he is. Well, they're I mean, what I was going right to say is they're tre- they're treating him like we've all seen the movie Three Hundred. They're treating yep. him like a Spartan child, right? I'm going to throw you out into the cold. I'm going to throw you to the wolf, and if the wolf comes back, well, we don't have to worry about your roster spot, do we? But if you come back dragging that fucking wolf, well. I don't know, guys. What do you think? Uh, you want Trevor to play on our team? I feel like feel like enough time has passed. I feel like all lessons have been learned. And for Christ's sake, he brought the fucking wolf back with him. He survived. Do you not want him? Like, I, like what is that conversation like? Trevor Bauer will be 32 in three weeks. Yeah. One, two, three. Yeah. Three weeks from yesterday, he'll be... How's Justin Verlander, Jared? I mean, you can't compare everyone to Justin Verlander. He's a freak of nature. That's like... Understand, but comparing... But Trevor Bauer, Trevor Bauer would fancy himself as someone who's in that boat, Comparing MLB pitchers to Justin Verlander with age as the context is like when when we compare guys that don't throw enough innings to Nolan Ryan. No, no. 
what I'm saying is Trevor Bauer fancies himself as uh, sort of the model of how to prepare, the model of how to stay sure. in shape, the model of how to keep your arm healthy, right? Well, even in his prime years, he's not throwing 97, 98 like Verlander. I'm, ta- I'm, not talk- I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. Like we could have the conversation about the difference in stuff at that age. That's that's fair, and and you and I agree. Joey would agree. Nobody's sniffing Verlander. That what right. I'm saying is, if Trevor Bauer feels like he can operate in his lane at the same age that Justin Verlander is operating in his lane, well, that's why this becomes interesting to me. How long does this go? Does Trevor Bauer? Spend the next three years in a warehouse in Arizona doing live at bats until someone says, okay, we'll let you come back and play in America? Or does he venture across the pond to just keep this thing going? Saying, look, I'm not going to wait here. I want to play the game. Thanks for the 32 mil. Dodgers, and I'm gone. I'm going over here. Like, I don't know the answer to this, but if, if Trevor Bauer plays in the Mexican League in 2023, if he gets released by the Dodgers, he doesn't forego the thirty-two million or whatever that the Dodgers owe him, right? No, that's owed, guaranteed, buddy. That's my money. Yeah, so Bauer's yeah. cashing out. Period. The scale could vary, but minimum thirty-two. So from there, that's why I asked: Does he say nope? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna hit play on this. You thought you were hitting pause on me. I'm hitting fucking play and I'm going to play somewhere else and I'm taking the money I earned here and I'm doing that over there. And you guys, you owners, you will determine when enough's been enough. Because to your point about Puig, it was all about him. Just when are his shots over here going to run out? Yeah. You know, you get released, Jared, you get designated the first time. 10 people are on the phone calling 15 people. Hey, what do you got? What's he look like? How's the health? How's he feel? All right, great. You get released that second time. Four or five people might call. You get released that third time. It's your agent calling people. And that's kind of where we're at here with Trevor Bauer is maybe in that second, third time here, like, ah, what's going to happen? And it's not about him being released. It's just about the opportunities. Who's interested? And again, to Joey's point, you got a whole lot of baggage. So, Trevor Bauer, you are a New York Yankee. <laughs> I mean, so they've proven to be the only organization that doesn't care about that stuff. So, his hair's too long, bro. Come on, man. Yeah, he'll cut his hair. Nah. You don't think so? Prince does. Does Steve Cohen just say, look, you guys already hate me? <laughs> you guys already I hate me. I thought about that. I thought about that. I did. Because I, I mean, if you I'm already Steve Cohen, wanted and to I feel like, And I feel like I joined this fraternity, and I was going to be excited about it, and now I got all you guys looking at me because you're bitter that you don't have my cake. Well, all right, so it's fuck me now. Okay, no problem. Been here before. Now it's fuck you. Trevor Bauer, come on down. 
The problem is, is like if you sign Trevor Bauer, your own fan base hates you for it. And he's like, he's like, you know what, Joey? And he's going, you think these people are going to hate me any more than they've hated anybody else before me? Look at what I've brought to them. So he's like, I can fight fire with fire. I've I've built a fire and a passionate flame for my fans to be excited. And now, sure, all right, looks like I may have thrown a little diesel fuel on this fire. It's going to burn a little hotter here for a while, but that'll go back down. That'll be fine. And Trevor Bauer will fall into place behind Scherzer and Verlander <laughs> and fucking Correa, baby, question, question mark? Correa? Uh, like, Correa? I don't think Cohen's thin as thick as you think it is, bro. Remember that guy used to tweet all the time? Well, yeah, until someone tweets? put it in. Yeah, but but then somebody put it in no, context. He, he was like, "Hey, look, don't just don't say some of the shit." All right. Yeah, I guess he he probably blocked me because I spit facts. Yeah, Steve Cohen blocked me. Did he really? No. No. I was gonna say he follows me. Does you he bet really? your ass? He follows me. No, he doesn't. All right. So does Trevor Bauer pitch in twenty twenty three? What like specifically in Major League Baseball or somewhere? Professionally. Professionally, professionally, I think yes. In Major League Baseball, I would lean towards no. Joey? I would say. I'm gonna say yeah, but it's close. I'm not confident in that answer, but it's such a good deal because you don't have to pay him anything. Um, that I can see it happening. Yeah, like, I want to say no, but I feel like somebody's going to step up as far as an owner is concerned and and and, and go, yeah, we'll, we'll fucking, <laughs> we'll go for a ride. We'll see what, it, we'll see what it's all about. <laughs> we'll test drive it. <laughs> it's going to be crazy either way. Oh, man. I mean, they should, I mean Deshaun Watson's playing. Right, like this, this, that's my oh Joey. It's where do we draw the line, man? Where do we draw the line? Like you got a guy in another league who's been accused of having of forcing how many people? A lot, (laughs) quite a bit of massages. There's a (laughs) laundry list of massages. So where do we draw the line? I. uh... Would you argue? Would you argue that baseball fans are a different breed than football fans? Like, I feel like football fans, are like, <laughs> yes. God damn it, man! This, this guy out here assaulting chicks, but we gotta keep winning Super Bowl. So, we, it's, versus like baseball fans are a, a more sound thinking audience where stuff like that matters more. I'm not saying there aren't football fans out there that uh, that are against like Deshaun Watson's. Uh, accusations um i feel like stuff like that matters more in baseball circles than it does in football circles is that fair or unfair yeah uh it feels like going to the ball game has always felt like more of a family affair than going to a football game like when you think going to a football game you don't i i don't think family affair no not at all right i think like parking lot rage gonna have a good time tailgating go inside it's beers people standing up screaming yelling blah 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 blah. like that's that's football i don't think that way about baseball where you're sitting 
for three and a half plus hours, right? There's times where there's minutes, minutes in between action. So, yeah, <laughs> just a little more. So just a little, yeah, a little more into a little softer fan base, not softer, like emotionally, just like more in tune with. Yeah, you know, we don't we do care about shit like that. I don't know. I just so I just can't picture someone signing Trevor Bauer and then him just walking in the clubhouse with his vlog camera, fresh off the suspension. Oh, day one, back <laughs> at it. Here we go. Just vlogging through it, man. Like <laughs> that's what you got to do, Joe. You just vlog through it. <laughs> he, he did threaten the vlog. <laughs> I think the team is probably going to be like, "Listen, man." Just no vlog, please. Well, look, if we do, <laughs> if we do this, the camera shit please. has got to stop. It's got to stop. All right. You want to do live abs in your fucking garage? That's fine. But so you, you just, that, I'm glad that you brought that up because I saw that tweet and I was like, God damn it, man! Like, <laughs> like if if you had this happen to you, and let's just say for the sake of argument that he's 100 percent innocent, right? Like you, you dodged a huge bullet and you had this horrible thing happen to you and a team is going to bring you in knowing that everyone's going to be pissed off. Wouldn't you want to be on your best behavior? Absolutely. Wouldn't you want like you, you know that there are going to be guys in the clubhouse that don't want you there just based on everything that you bring to the table. Uh, and now you're like, man, this vlog is going to be sick. <laughs> like. What's, I, what's I more know. important, I, I guess the brand? Just, he, he's staying true to himself of, of, of a person that just gives no fucks, does not care what people think about him. Uh, so in that way, you got to respect it, I guess. But I, what? if it were me, I would totally just want to be on my best behavior and want to be like, hey, listen, like I know that me I, being I in this clubhouse say- is going to ruffle feathers just for me. Not even opening up my, mu- just my mere but presence his, is going to piss in people off. In his world, off. though, in his world, though, it feels like he might be at a point where he's like, I need my existence on video. Like, I got to have that now. <laughs> every fucking interaction I have, every yes, no, every yes, I do, no, I don't, yes, I will, no, I won't. Every bit of that now has to be documented because if it's not, I'm clearly not in a position to get the benefit of the doubt any longer. So if, if I'm going to exist in this world and do this shit, sorry, man, I'm going to need it all, all available. I need, all, he's a human CVS, all of the receipts, all of it. There could be that vibe, like, fuck, man, I, I don't know that I can just live a life and have people start to narrate it for me and shape my narrative. Uh, I, I let that happen once and look where it got me. It's 2.30 a.m. I'm in my warehouse on my 48th live AB. I can't get the KBO to call back. I, I have no fucking idea what's going on. That's not where he wants to be. <laughs> yeah, the vlog is going to be tough, bro. I think a lot of players probably don't want to be in the vlog anymore, I would guess, as much. Yeah. We'll see, like, no, I don't, minor I don't leaguers, though, like, players like, Yo. the Dodgers wanted to do that. Probably not. But he stayed strong. Like he, you know. He stayed he strong. A- I think I think that's probably almost to a fault. I guess you could go either way, but I think in Trevor Bauer's mind, well, he's like the hero. Sit, 
think about this, and and I don't I don't consume his content. Um, so I would ask somebody who does. Has there been a shift or a change in like the presence of other players, other people? Oh, dude, for sure. There's no like major leaguers on his YouTube channel nowadays that I know of. No. Yeah, it's not. No one wants to collab. Like that's just you know drama, right? Because you could go and do a pitch design session. And nobody's going to give a shit because they're just going to crush you for fucking hanging out with Bauer. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's probably it's a tough situation to be in if he shows up and you're just like, oh, what's up, Trev? And the camera's in your face like, fuck, what do I do now? Like, how do I act? Like, do I, you know, be crazy chill or not? Crazy, man. Crazy. <clears throat> so wait, so where are we all at on MLB next year or this year? Next year? Next year. Joey and I say he pitches. In the professionally. MLB. No, I say professionally. I asked not MLB. Oh, no, not Major League Baseball. But I, oh, no, I'm going to say no. I'd say yes, 51% yes. 51% yes. So you just, <laughs> yeah. you just will not take a side. <laughs> I'm leaning yes at the moment. It's gonna be very funny if he decides. I I would imagine if you're him. I mean, you're you're obviously gonna take a job from anybody, but you would probably want to stay out west to try and stick it to the Dodgers. No, I don't know that that matters at that point. You're probably just willing to go wherever anywhere that somebody's got a fucking uniform for you. Like, is Trevor Bauer going to the Phillies? No, what fan, what what fan base, Jared? What fan base? <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be terrible base? for him because if he sucks or if he has like a rough stretch, Phillies fans would they already boo their own players that are like you, good people, you, like Alec Bohm. Now it's like if we have like an excuse to to boo someone that we don't like as a person, it's going to be double or triple. Not <laughs> that can't be fun. But do you do you think the Phillies? Are are the Phillies so are so what you're saying is the Phillies I'm saying fan base, he's going to the Reds. The Reds. A team say- that knows Trevor Bauer, that doesn't have any fans that are gonna show up to boom anyway, and a team that doesn't want to spend any money. The Cincinnati Reds. Well, that's a little different than what you said earlier, which was <laughs> you think he's going to the Phillies because of what that. you think of the Phillies fans and what you think of Trevor Bauer and how those could be a good match. I don't think anything about Trevor Bauer. I think I think the team that makes most sense off the top of my head is the Rays. No fans. They'll just put it into a calculator and say, yeah, we're better. And then say, yeah, fuck it. You know? And they don't have to pay me anything. And no team, if you're not going to compete, what's the point of taking the risk in the backlash if you're not going to win anyway? Right. That's why it's got to be a contender. Because we're not doing this just for bad PR. Hey, it's Tuesday. <laughs> what do you want to do? What do you say we just get us like a good month and a half of shitty PR? <laughs> let's go let's go sign let's go sign Bauer. What's our record? We're like five and a half under five hundred, no big deal. Um yeah. Okay, sounds good. It's a good point. I didn't consider that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I think if the if the Reds were good, it's a perfect fit, but since they might not be good, uh Yeah. You know, maybe maybe you wanna not bring that upon you just to to win 
Right. You know, if you had a small group of people who are interested in what you're doing, <laughs> maybe maybe not just tell them to fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I, so Jared's got <laughs> Jared's got Trevor Bauer pitching for May Cali in, in <laughs> July. <laughs> In the Mexican, if you're in Tijuana, you can swing by and catch a Trevor Bauer start. Yeah, yeah. In those are the two vlogs. Yeah, I'm here for the donkey show and or the Trevor Bauer start. I'm not which. I don't sure which door is there a. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm not going to rule out the possibility that there's a major league club out there that sees the value in bringing him in on league minimum. You can't rule that out. No, I like, you can't rule I, that I, out. I want, <laughs> that's why I said, I, I want Major League Baseball to to maybe take a stand here, but at the same time, I want Major League Baseball to continue what Major League Baseball has done and just say, look, we're here for the bottom line. And that's W's and Trevor Bauer fits yeah. into our plan. Yeah. What organization profiles the best? Is it? Is it the Yankees? I mean, I'm not, I, I was, it's not really a joke when they clearly, with that Aaron Judge contract, they clearly are in, we don't give a fuck. We just want to win a championship mode. Uh, they also have set the precedent that they don't care about any off the field accusations or proven crimes. They don't care about that. Maybe, maybe everybody's got a wild card. That they that they think that they're willing to play, and the Yankees have already played theirs with the Chapman deal. Like, look, well, we, we understand. Go, it, it's it's twice over. It's not even like oh, we made an exception for Chapman. They, they didn't go get him though. He was already in. House. No, but Domingo Herman, after the fact, was pitching like absolute garbage, and they stood by the guy. I I understand, but I'm but we're talking about acquiring somebody with this Domingo Herman. Was already there, and I'm not. That's not. I think it's away from I what think he did. The fact no, that it, they it absolutely, still acquired Aroldis Chapman, like doing it once. I don't think. I don't think we need a second example. If you do it one time, that's enough to say like we don't give a fuck about stuff like that. Well, that's what could very well rule the Yankees out from it, though. Is them saying, "Look, we did it once. All right, we got a guy who was fucking peeling caps in the fucking basement for Christ's sake. Like, I don't know how much worse it could get." And maybe their front office is like, "Hey, you ever heard of Trevor Bauer?" And maybe they're like, you know what? We've thought about it. And maybe we think that is actually worse. And so, no, for that reason, we're out. <laughs> Dude, the, the Yankees have a lot to lose, bro. Especially with the media. Like there. what? Oh. They don't well, give well, a the fuck. Media, the circus, dude. The circus. That's on the player. That's, that's that falls root. more on the player than the team. Like they like well, the those New York, fans. You know, the, the New York media, Jared, you'd know that the media would turn this the into Bronx. a they fucking feeding frenzy. Don't. If if fucking Travis gonna bring us twenty eight, we don't care what he did, Joey. Hey, like that's what they're gonna do. Yeah, but they hey, look, Judge he's gonna have to answer to it in the clubhouse, and you don't every want day. that's start, true. You know, every day, mm-hmm. every day, Aaron Judge will answer a question about Trevor Bauer's presence every day, especially on yeah. start day. Yep. And then whatever Bauer That's does, why he gets paid the big bucks. The vlog, <laughs> you got to answer to that too. I would love to see Judgey on on Trevor's vlog. <laughs> All right, so Jared great. said 
Jared said Bauer to Philly with the Phillies trashy fan base. <laughs> no. Or or the Yankees. You know, you know who's my sleeper? The Padres. <laughs> oh man. Just willing to take it just like, hey, we've already mm-hmm. we know how to handle <laughs> we back, know how to handle this the, San, the San Diego to the Padres. Scene of the crime, Trevor. The San Diego Padres uh, made the highest offer to Aaron Judge, the highest offer to Trey Turner, made an outrageous contract offer to Xander Bogarts. Who's to say that they're just not in a space right now where they will do whatever it takes to win a championship? And if they feel like Trevor Bauer can help, Hey, we just spent a fuck ton of money. Why not bring in a, a former Cy Young Award winner at league minimum? That feels like it could help out the the, the team and, the, and what better the the bottom line. What better way to feel even better about it than to say to yourself, "And we're going to have the Dodgers pay for him." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that that's going to factor. I, I, that's, but that's my little, that's my sleeper that's little, pick. Little cherry, Trevor Bauer to the San Diego Padres. All right. I got Trevor Bauer to the Cebu Lions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, anything else fun happen? Corey oh, yeah. Carlos Correa is still not uh, a New York Corey Kluber, Cooper Corey Kluber signed to the Red Sox. That's big. Oh, yeah, Jared? I broke that already. How's, how's the needle doing? Has it recovered? Needle moving? Needle done moving? No. No. Uh, is this a lightning in a bottle thing? Is this a this is a this is a this is a Heim Bloom signing where it's like, all right, you're not going to get super stoked about this. You're not going to be super excited about this. Um. Oh yeah, hold on. The Boston Red Sox have signed Corey Kluber to a one-year contract with a club option for 2024. Sources familiar with the agreement tell ESPN from Jeffrey Passan, who just before that tweet had reached out to me and said he he uh, he said you and your non-news break news breaks <clears throat> because. Um, Basically, Jeff Passan broke that story because of my tweet. Jeff Passan doesn't follow me on Twitter, but he de- he always sees my tweets. Uh, scumbag, tweeted, scumbag. 35 minutes ago, I tweeted, I had a dream last night that the Red Sox signed Corey Kluber. And then, plus, about a half hour later, uh, Jeffrey Passan. So, so thank, you're welcome. You're welcome, Jeff Passan. You wouldn't have that scoop without my tweet. I'm happy to assist you in your career. Um, you know. It's uh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to to be able to help out the the little guys out there. You know, doing God's work. <sighs> I'm just saying that I, I see it from both sides, and I want to ask Jake about this as well. Um, Jake, are you there? I'm here. Jake, did I did I not tell you the Red Sox signed Corey Kluber last night? Oh yeah, I knew that last night. Yeah, Jerry Scoop Shop. I don't know if they don't they don't know about the Scoop Shop. They don't know about the Scoop Shop. So, um yeah, I I think 
Corey Kluber had a better season than Nathan Avaldi did last year. Objectively, that's the truth. But someone pitched it to me this way. Well, if it's game one of the playoffs, not that the Red Sox have to worry about the <laughs> playoffs next year. Easy. <laughs> but let's just say they somehow, by the grace of God, made it to the postseason. How, how do you um, even do that? How do you get there? Bro? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, let's just say they get there. Like You obviously feel way better about Nathan Avaldi as your game one starter than Corey Kluber. So... But I mean, it, that's are you just, a better team a, right now? Because you that's signed a ridiculous yes, way of justifying that. Okay, so so listen, we're gonna finish under five hundred. We're not a playoff team, but if we were, who would we have start game one? How do you? That's a hell of an exercise. Yeah, I mean, I understand your track record and that conversation, but we're not there. You got to mm-hmm. get there. Not who helps you when you're there. Who helps you get there? Can't have that last conversation without having that first one. Right. So Honestly, healthy. Huh? Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? I don't even. I don't even care about baseball anymore. I really That's don't. Fair. <sighs> Red Sox have broken my spirit. What do you think it did for me when I woke up and saw that? Another, another player I've been very familiar with locked up for over half a fucking decade in another spot. Right along with his buddy, Oli. Oh, Sean Murphy. What is that? Seven for 73, Joe? Nah, and and an option. (laughs) And an option. Seven years, $73 million. Don't forget the team option after the eighth year. For Sean Murphy. Hmm. Murph Dirt. It's for the A, baby. That's all it is. As I said earlier, that's now seven players. For the Atlanta Braves, right? No, no. Seven? Seven or eight that are locked up for at least the next five years. Uh-huh. At least. That's it's incredible. Is it unfair? Is it a bad deal for Sean Murphy? Did he get screwed over? <laughs> are the A's, are the Braves terrorists? Are they terrorizing young players? And what are they doing? Slavery? Because that's what I'm seeing, be. that this is stealing labor. The Stalinists on Twitter <laughs> are pissed off right now. Mm. No, you know what? Like, here, here's, a way, here's a way that you could look at this, and I could understand it. If you receive a player and they're coming from a place where they might be lacking in amenities. They might be lacking in just the overall big league experience. And then you bring that player into a place where tradition is rich and abound and how you do things, how things are done for you is just a cut above. You you experience that, and now you start to have a conversation where these people, this place, 
would like to have you around for a long time. And there's some really big round numbers attached to that invitation, to that offer to stay here for a long time. And (laughs) maybe they're not as big as you had once envisioned when you were going to have this conversation, but they're, Hey, fuck, they are big enough right now. And with what I'm feeling like, they got a chocolate fucking fondue found in the clubhouse. I'm not going anywhere. They got a batting cage. What? (laughs) Dude. The Braves are basically like Dubai building up Dubai. And then the A's are like the migrant workers from Pakistan. (laughs) <laughs> taking a move from Pakistan and being like, "Hey, man, we'll pay you three dollars an hour," and then just ripping them off. I don't, I don't signing like that. a long deal. I don't like that, Joey. Um, but maybe there's something to that. But good for Murph. Fucking a. Good for Murph. Yeah, I mean, is it that you big talk of him? a ripoff? No, I haven't talked to him. Is that probably, probably why he? That's probably why he left. He left today's on purpose because you didn't talk to him enough. I did hear that, that he demanded a trade out of Oakland, though. No, that's just not possible. He actually said it is because the broadcast. <laughs> he was like, he was like, I, I honestly love the Coliseum. Love playing for uh, fucking who is the dude that used to be on the Red Sox that manages the A's now? Mark Kotze. Mock Carte. Yeah, yeah. He's like, love Cots. <laughs> love Cots. <laughs> he's like, I love our guy Cots. Um, but he's like the the fucking broadcast. Brutal. Brutal. That's, I mean, that's why the A's are having a tough time signing big name free agents recently. Yeah. It's the broadcast. I can see it. I can see it. I mean, you watch those games, you walk away thinking Sean Murphy is fucking RoboCop. Okay? Just mm-hmm. know that. Know that. Impenetrable. Just like the ankle of Carlos Correa. Mm. Impenetrable. Or so we thought. Mm-hmm. I thought, dude, I thought he had a great ankle. Uh, like, this last two weeks have been a wake-up call. Twins thought he had a fucking great ankle. Yep. Twins saw nothing wrong with that ankle. Turns out there's a plate in it. <clears throat> He's well, got a that's, freaking plate in his ankle. That's all information we already knew. But did we, I mean, like, did we? My question here: how how did he get this fucking contract with the Minnesota Twins last off season? If now the Giants and the Mets have looked at his medicals and said, eh, I don't know. And it's the same fucking ankle injury from 2014. How long were the twins going to be playing baseball with Carlos Correa? A, a Max? year. Max. If Carlos Correa three. gets hurt. If Carlos Correa gets hurt and it's, it's the ankle, then what? Then they're on the hook. Yeah, but they've got the options. That's right? a risk. That's a risk. And they took it for sure. And they took it early, which is mm-hmm. understandable in Carlos Correa's age. What? 20. How is he? Uh, 29. No, 28. 28. So in his age 28 season. Sure. They took a 
educated risk, a calculated risk on a lower leg injury potentially being an issue. No, yeah, he doesn't no turn foul. 29 until the end of the season. Basically, it's like September 22nd. <clears throat> yeah. So, so, yeah. so they were good there, but now we're talking about a decade plus worth of time. Like there's degeneration that occurs. And if there is something that I'm seeing right now in an image that tells me that the degenerative nature of this injury could start to rear its head year six, year seven, well, that's a conversation we got to have. I can't start signing you up for fucking 13 years knowing that half of that is going to be spent potentially dealing with the degenerative issues that we could see coming. So yeah, we're going to have to have a conversation about that. And that right there, the only difference is from team to team, medical staff to medical staff, which team and medical staff has gotten together and has gotten comfortable with the highest risk. That's where Carlos Correa will land. It's that simple. It Mm -hmm. is that simple. Whoever is willing to offer him the longest time for the most money and assume the most risk is where Carlos Correa will go. And assuming the most risk means who's willing to not throw in some ridiculous clauses regarding the leg or time missed with the leg injury. It's going to be some clauses in there. Oh, for sure. Santa clauses. Uh, listen, I was reading The Athletic and they had a really, they put it in great context. They were saying like, I mean, the reason why he made this much money was because he's a shortstop and he's really good at shortstop. If he has a fucked up ankle and he's not a good shortstop and he's not a good defender at all, they were comparing, I think he has like the same OPS as Jesse Winker mm-hmm. over his career. So, you know, if you're, it's like basically paying Jesse Winker that much that money, money for 13 years. Yeah. Which teams obviously don't want to do so. It's kind of a big deal. Well, and and, and um, look, the shift going away for every Francisco Lindor out there saying, let me be me and let me be an athlete. There's probably a guy who understands my first step isn't what it once was. And the shift has kind of helped me settle into being the defender I am without having the responsibility of an entire side of an infield. Well, now yeah. we're back to that where you're covering more ground or you're responsible for more ground. So your, your athleticism by virtue plays more. If you are that athlete, we'd like you to go out there and athlete. We'd let you know, but if you don't have the ability to do that day in, day out, well, it's a different conversation. That's another good point that the, the bets weren't even going to play much shortstop. So yeah, if they're going to stick him at third, third base, who needs an ankle? Yeah. We're talking play about third. a fucking step. One step to the left or right, third base, and then it's gone. I mean, fuck it. Look at, look at Chipper Jones. He had 12 knee surgeries. Larry? The, the kid could pick it, though. <laughs> at 40 plus. Probably not that old, but whatever. I just have never... Look, I, 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 I tweeted this. As somebody who has had a second opinion, and when I say second, I mean like seven second opinions. When you go that route, after the third one, you know, and everybody knows, you're just looking for somebody to sign off on some shit. That's it. I just need you 
to clear me medically so that another team could be interested in me. But if you can't even get cleared medically, no team wants any fucking part of that. No part have of you, that. Have you thought of hitting him up and suggesting an orangutan implant? Ooh, ankle I, implant? I have not. Oh, I don't know now? about... I'm not... I'm not too educated on the uh, viability of the orangutan ankle. I would have to think that it's probably sturdy, just like the shoulders. Because mm. they're doing a lot of feet grabbing, right? Oh, yeah. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to say the least. Ugh. But do you think you think he's he's going to go with the Mets? I think he's going to go with the Mets. Yeah, I think that they'll yeah, that they're going to figure it out. But I think they're they're really hell bent on the 300 million dollar mark. And I think that's in question. Yeah, hmm. that's I think that's difference. in jeopardy. And that's a lot too. What does Mets sign him for 315 or 350? 315. 315. Because the deal was three forty in San Fran, right? No, it was three fifty. Oh, it was three fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then New York and and look and what that kind of is like. Hey, all right, trim a little. Why? Well, here's what happened. Here was the conversation. Nothing to see here, though. All right, this is what they were hung up on, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Okay, we'll take a little hit. No problem. And then they get the pictures in front of them, and they're like, "Oh, you know what? That was actually a little more than we uh, than you had led on to believe." So we're gonna we're gonna take a take a little twenty second piece here. We're gonna thumb through this a little more. We'll get back to you. I think uh, I think they still get it done. Do I think that there's a chance? So, so th- I forget. It was probably Heyman. Now that I think about it. Um, the report that they there was a 55% chance that it still gets done. That's a pretty large percentage that it doesn't get done. And I think Hammond had said that there were other teams reaching back out to the Correa camp, the Morris camp on Correa, now that the things look not that great with the Mets. I was told that uh, after, like, after that report, the teams were reaching back out, that the teams that did reach out we're told like we're we're focused we're on getting this done with the Mets. So Heyman left that part out. It's weird when he doesn't tell the whole story. <laughs> Fucking loser. Yep. Yeah. I could see this to- <laughs> Jake, book John Heyman. <laughs> that was all about I mean there there's some truth to that, I'm sure. Cause again, if you're not kicking the tires and you're not picking up the phone, are you doing your job? And mm-hmm. if you were a team that was in the market for somebody like that, you feel like there could be a little bit of a discount now just because of the the two red flags being raised. Yeah. You fucking, you peek back in, right? You're like, hey, I know you showed up to the dance with her and, and I know you're currently dancing with her and you guys just made out for the last two songs. I, I get it. I just want to let you know this next song coming on is my fucking jam and i'm right here i'm right here if you want to get it on you don't say you want to dance just come let me know i'm still here that's what that is hmm. <laughs> and then maybe so everyone here thinks that it's getting done yes 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 discounted price 300 million dollars you, you don't think that it gets done for the same for the same money? i say no i say it could be a sub 300 mm. million dollar deal 
Mm. And I'm telling I you think, that that's the that's the holdup. They want to figure out a way man. to make this three hundred million dollars. How do we how do we get to three hundred, guys? That's the question. Are there options involved? Like, what is it? Is there performance bonuses? How do we? I get think it's him just language that protects them against any sort of injury that pertains to the ankle. I don't. I think it's going to be for the same money, but just with with different language in there, like to protect the Mets. Because if you get that language inserted and that becomes public knowledge, which it will be, then if you're Correa and you accept that, you essentially raise your hand and admit that there was an issue, right? That's that's how um, that could be or viewed. Not. I mean, if you if if because you have 28 other teams that you could just go to and be like, hey, do you want me? Because if if you're Carlos Correa. And you you do put language in there to protect the Mets. You could it could also be perceived as yeah. There's nothing to fucking worry about. Yeah, if you want to put language in there to protect you, like I'll still sign it, knowing that like this is not going to be an issue. But that was a reason why they left in San Francisco, right? San Francisco said we don't like San Francisco. Is just like we don't. San Francisco didn't seem like they wanted to work through it. They were just like, oh, look at that ankle. Nope, see ya. The Mets were like, oh, look at that ankle. Can we protect ourselves with all this? By the time it got to that point, Scott Boris had already made a phone call. The Giants are asking, hey, we don't like what we see here. Give us give us a little bit to kind of regroup here and figure out the direction we need to head based on this information we have. In that time, Scott Boris is working the phone and he lets the other team know, hey, shit is not good over here. We know how strong the interest was. If you're ready to make an offer, now's the time. The iron is hot. You got to strike. But you got to happen now because these other guys are trying to regroup and figure their shit out. So if you want a real shot at my guy, now's the time. Hmm, the yeah, said, I think we fucking a right. Boris, was we like, as a I, podcast, who, who can I trick? Who can I trick the best? Easiest. Who's the dumbest franchise in the sport right now? Hmm. I'll call Steve Cohen and the Mets, oh. the dumbest franchise ever, and trick oh. them into signing Come a on, massive Joe. deal. Joe. And he played them like a fiddle. And now the Mets look stupid as fuck. And Cohen already said publicly that they signed them or whatever, so they're already screwed because they can't go back on it because it's going to be a grievance. Joe. It's going to be a grievance if they don't sign him. There will be hell to pay. Poor Boris played the Mets like a fiddle. Wow. Jesus wow. Christ, dude. Tell us how I you wrong? really feel, bro. Am I wrong? I'm basing. Yeah. Listen, that's, that's kind I'm of wrong. Up, man. Um, I, I think that we should start a rumor that Carlos Correa has a prosthetic foot. <laughs> dude he does he's got a freaking metal plate in it that's what i'm saying that's, how would anyone how would anyone really know is it fair to say that his foot is more non-human than human you ever see a human made out of metal i have not so i'm leave it there <laughs> Dude, they're gonna put their dude. They're trying to make Carlos Correa play third base. Fuck. Hot corner. I mean, I mean, I'm trying to say like this, like home plate. More like the you mean the plate in Carlos Correa's ankle? Oh, you know what I mean. 
<laughs> you know, which one? You, which play are we talking about? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You guys get it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys get that? <laughs> what uh what else we got? Uh I have more just like news and notes stuff. Conforto got a two year deal in fucking San Francisco. Uh, well, him, I called I that. I, mean, I yeah, I called that. I said the, the, the minute the minute that you miss out here. And I, I asked the question, do you, do you just settle for Conforto? Is that, is that what this feels like? Because he'd be a guy, if you had other pieces in place already, he'd be a guy that you'd be excited about landing. He'd be a guy that you'd be excited about adding to the fold. The problem is injury, you, yeah. didn't, you didn't get the guy that was going to create the quote-unquote fold for Conforto to join. Now Conforto is here. And you, do you feel like that was the move that you were waiting for during the offseason? It was Christmas at the Cornfordos. <laughs> For sure. <It> <laughs> did, you, did, you just, did you spell Conforto Q U A N F O R T O? I heard Cornfordo there. Cornfordo. <laughs> I, <heard> <laughs> I, mean, I didn't spell, spell well, it. Same, I said same it. as fucking Moat Carte. <laughs> 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 fucking buffoon. Dude, it's Christmas at the I misspoke. I miss Christmas at the Juan uh, Fortos. <laughs> yeah. Starring Congratulations to Rich Hill. 53 years old. Got a one-year deal with the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right, Jared. You're looking around. You feel like you've got a, a decent young staff that you're just trying to steer in the right direction, right? That's yeah. all you're doing on the pirate ship, mm-hmm. Jared is how do we keep trudging along? How do we stay the course so we eventually <laughs> land on that X? Mm-hmm. You going to say it? You know what you got to do, Jared? What's that? You go get you go get some veteran presence. I don't know that I can say it. I, I can't say it. You got, look, you got guys like... I'm trying to think of their lineup right now. Not their lineup, their rotation right now. I started talking about their rotation. We got Vinny Velasquez, right? Huh? That guy can take a fucking liner off the forearm. Fuck you. Yeah. How about Mitch Keller? That's right. We got him too. Now you got Dick Mountain. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. And I'm going to tell you. You add Dick Mountain to this young crop and you start stretching you start stretching you know why Joe you know why you because we're gonna raise it raise it with rich this is just the fucking beginning this is just the beginning I know people want to say oh, what are you talking about you're gonna hire he's fucking 43 years old curveball after curveball after curveball yeah that's fine that's fine Somebody has got to leave this ship. Somebody has got to. And it's going to be Dick Mountain and the rest of the Buckos. Raise it! Thank you, Dallas. And I was talking pirates. <laughs> I was talking <laughs> pirates. <laughs> with oh, with Dallas Braden, with the, the captain of the ship. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, one-year deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. Dave Dombrowski just going and getting old, his, his old pieces. Um, I don't know what the future holds for Craig Kimbrell. It's one of the more fascinating. I don't want to say falls from grace, 
because he does like he'll have like a shit season then he'll just be unbelievable and then he'll have a shit first half and an unreal second half and then suck i don't know like the, it, craig kimbrell is fascinating to me because he still throws 98 99 and he still it, it looks like a slider it's a curveball uh so he still has like this filthy snap on his curveball can't locate for shit but I feel like when he's in the zone, it's still something that you shouldn't be able to touch and guys just tee it up. I don't know. It's it's uh maybe maybe the Phillies can fix him. Maybe, maybe, maybe Craig Kimbrell comes out in Philadelphia and has um a bounce back year. I don't know. I, I feel like it's just gonna be like he is what he is at this point, and what he is is a guy that, you know, it by by May 13th, he's gonna have a 574 ERA. And then over his next hey. 30 appearances, he's going to have a 174 with like a 16 strikeouts per nine and a whip under one. And then in September, he'll have a fucking 11.53 ERA and, and not make the playoff Look, roster. Like that's, is this that's Craig Kimbrell now. Is this going to sound crazy for me to say? And it, it might what? sound crazy for me to say. Keep mm. Craig Kimbrell away from the ninth inning. In the rotation. Okay. <laughs> Keep him away from the ninth inning. And I don't want yeah, to say keep him as keep him as far away from the ninth inning as possible. But what I'm getting at is the pressure and the leverage situations. They they just feel different. And if he's going to thrive, I feel like it's going to be in a bull. Look, he's got guys to handle all of those responsibilities, right? Uh-huh. He's got guys around him to handle those responsibilities. Yeah. Dominguez and Alvarado. Eighth and ninth. Let those dudes figure out the last fucking night outs for all I care. But Craig Kimbrell needs to be the guy that you can feel confident going to in the sixth inning. Seventh inning. And I know we're starting to flirt in the ninth inning territory, but that's where that's where he should be able to thrive. That's where he should be able to thrive with his shit and the lack of leverage that you could see at a moment in that game, sixth inning, because you still got a few times to come up and do damage yourself. So I'd like to think that Craig Kimbrell can serve as that bridge in that space right there. But I think anytime you start to take a guy out of that, like we saw with the opener, teams would do it. Run a guy out there, he gets through that first inning in fucking five pitches. And you're like, well, if we were to send him out in the seventh inning, he were to get through that in five innings or five pitches, we'd probably run him back out there, see if we could get another out or two. Let's do that now. And then what happens? Guy gives up two in the second inning, gets one out, throws 20 fucking pitches. And you're like, well, shit. Guess we shouldn't have tried to stretch that. And that's what can happen with a guy. He starts to pitch well. He's on a nice run. And now you're taking him out of this spot where he's been thriving. And you're adding a little more pressure. You're adding a little more responsibility, which I totally understand if your response is, it's the fucking big leagues, bruh. What do you want him to do? Only get outs here and not be available at an important part of the game? I'd love for him to be available at that part of the game. I don't know that you're going to get the same guy in that part of the game. That's why we're having this conversation is maybe this is where he sticks and operates and kills it. Joe, you're a Phil's guy. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on Craig Kimbrell? 
I mean, we're just adding more pieces to the puzzle. Mm-hmm. We got our sixth or seventh. We got our sixth and seventh. Mm-hmm. In one. Yeah, all in one. We don't need a knife. We don't need a knife. We have Sir Anthony. Yeah. And let's Sir- not forget about let's not forget about the lasty. <laughs> Give me that lasty, old Strami. Mm. Former Red Sox. I, I almost forgot, to be honest. Well, but that's a good point. I'm here to not let you forget, <laughs> Joe. The Phils, man. I'm interested to see the Phils. I don't know if we had to go. You know, I, I, I'm worried that Bryce Harper being out for the whole first half of the season could really put a wrench in this in the season. But you know, they got Trey Turner to make up for it. Was it last year or the year before that, like the Phillies played their best baseball when Bryce was on the injured list? I think it was well, last year. They, last year they started going off with Bryce on the injured list, like right away. Yeah, yeah. And then he came back, I mean, and they started playing even better. I'm not saying that there's a correlation. I'm saying that they can they can ball Sands Bryce if they need to. Yeah, they can hold is, the water. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, I just worry because if the Phillies didn't go have a good two weeks at the end of the season last year. How excited would people be about the Phillies this season? They'd be excited. Uh, but I probably don't know. not I mean, as excited. Going out and getting Trey Turner. I, I feel like people would there would be some buzz. Definitely buzz. But, but yeah, I, I get always- your point though. Like if, if the Phillies didn't go on a run, so that's what I was gonna ask you. Was was the Phillies playoff run fluky or was it legit? I mean yeah, it was fluky as fuck, dude. The playoffs are always no. fluky. <laughs> why is, why no. is it fluky? That's that's what we love about baseball is you got a good team playing well at the right time. That's why okay. that's that's the yeah. part of the season. That's part of baseball, the 162-game mm. season. You have to do everything I just said, and then it's not a fluke. So what? Well, you got to be a good team. Fluky is a buzzword. Well, yeah, because it infers that there's just reasons that we can't describe as to why you were being successful. Well, what's more of a tell on the on the Phillies' future? The 162 game season where they barely made the playoffs, or the two weeks where they did really good and, and made the World Series and were on fire and made history, baby. That was good. But if you're well, by going, virtue I'm of the a way math you're guy, I'm a math doing, guy. Yeah, and, and you're asking that question, you're framing it in a body of work style. So how could I intelligently argue that a smaller body of work is going to be more representative of their larger body of work? You can't. I couldn't. So So you set me up for that question, Joseph. That's why I'm right. I'm on to you. Also, um, like the Phillies, I feel like, well, I want to know, I could look this up, but I'm too lazy, what their winning percentage was after the Joe Girardi firing. Pretty good. They got good. (laughs) <laughs> like north of 600 they weren't Ooh. as good as the braves or the mets i don't believe even after no that. or the dodgers obviously or the dodgers no but, but i mean if they, of- if they were like hovering around like a 600 winning percentage something something like that which i feel like that could be reasonable like a 574 yeah. or something like that but i don't know i was gonna say 575. Uh, yeah, that could be a truer version of of who they are and i think that if that's the case and that's who they are then yeah you should be excited about the fucking bills dude the Phils in 2023. The Phillies were the Phillies took the Astros to a game six of the World Series. And 
got better objectively in the offseason. That's true. They Phillies got are a playoff team. They're a playoff team. Well, now there's expectations. Yes, and that's the thing. There there's so many. There's there. there's a lot of there's a lot of playoff teams in the National right. League. If you look at it, the Braves, the Mets, the Phillies, the Dodgers, Dodgers the Padres, Padres, like all these teams are like seem like juggernauts in a, in their own way. Mm. It's kind of like scary to look at. Like Cardinals, all so good, and you know, yeah, the Cardinals. I'm I, I'm actually I'm I'm pretty disappointed in the Cardinals offseason. <clears throat> I don't even think people really gave a shit when they signed Wilson Contreras. Like that kind of that, like that should have been a big deal. And it was received <laughs> as like a and the Cardinals got Wilson Contreras. Okay, woo. Like what else have they done? Am I missing something? No. That's all right. But I mean they filled their the- they filled one of their biggest needs. They lose their Hall of Fame catcher. Yeah. You go and get a guy who, for, I mean, for all accounts, I'm not saying he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory by any means, but you feel pretty good about plugging that hole. Yeah, no, no doubt. Jared, but like, this is what I was saying. This is why I went to war with the Cardinals fans out of a place of love is I see a hole in the, in the franchise and that's pitching. So, yeah. to get a good catcher, it's great, but I think there's more needs. There's a bigger need. Well, they have, yeah. What, what the need is, is what's and coming in AAA. They, the, the entire offseason, the theme has been the shortstop market. Where were the Cardinals on any of that? Nowhere. Nowhere, Nowhere. to be found. But why, I mean, oh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, have I you know. seen Tommy Edmonds' war, dude? Look at his war. <laughs> He's got a great war. Moses F. War, bro. It was up there with Dansby. Dansby. Yeah, the the Cardinals, the Cardinals are a bit of an interesting look as far as the future. Because you've got your foundation, guys. You got Gola, you got Nolan. I'm sure you just signed Contreras, but I mean, both of those or all three of those guys are 30 plus. Um, I mean, you got the stud Carlson. It feels like it feels like the meta in MLB and in general is like make the playoffs and see what happens. So if you're in the central, like there's no real incentive to do what the Phillies and the Mets did or no, to, the Padres. To- to build like to build something you can just sort of exist there yeah and every year it's going to be a trial to see who is able to keep things <laughs> as similar as they are at the start of the season make limited moves and be in a position to go to the postseason all it takes is for someone in this division to commit to seriously commit to winning and you separate yourself in the division yeah, or and then every other team in the division starts doing the same exact thing. But that's not going to happen. That's you don't why think we so? no, no. Uh, uh-uh. like think about think about the teams in the East, the NL East that have committed to winning: Braves, Phillies, Mets, the Marlins. Well, I'm, the- I'm saying like maybe the reason why they did is because one team did and the rest had to because they you know that's. 
what is what's the word competition because they're competing yeah, against each it's other exciting yeah in el west where's that happened with the padres but we knew that the padres were starting to come around and spend money anyway they, they've been showing that for a while didn't do anything padres, to the dodgers but Hasn't but the giants the, Rockies. the giants have tried hard as hell they've tried they tried their hardest <laughs> al west we don't need to talk about the al west we all know how that goes al central same thing with the central man they they're all just uh, twins white Sox. there's no guardians just signed joe ram maybe they're starting to announce their presence <laughs> no yeah i think the no. cardinals are the guardians are here baby and then you got the AL East, which is just, I mean, the Yankees are back to doing what Yankees organiz- what Yankees teams have done in the past. They Blue spent Jays. a ton of money to stay the same, though. They didn't. Blue Jays. Like, Rodon makes you better, I guess. I guess. But the Sox have taken a huge. They spent half a billion dollars <laughs> to add Rodon. You're not going to give him credit for, for Matas? I mean, that wasn't awesome. No, he season, sucks. But- he sucks. Well, he well. didn't perform as well as he could. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, yeah, they're just yeah, you know, is what it is. No, they're they're a non-threat. They're a non-factor. So are the Red Sox. The Red Sox are an unserious franchise. <laughs> that well, that's my point. The reason why the Red Sox aren't a threat is because the Yankees aren't a threat. It's contagious. It's you think conditions. So? Well, at least they're paying their homegrown stars. Red Sox aren't even doing that. True. Highest ticket prices Very in true. baseball, though. Oh, it's, tough be, it's, it's a beautiful stadium. So what's the plan of the season tickets this year, Jared? Are you going to put your money where your mouth is? Boycott? And cancel my season ticket? Cancel them, bro. In Section 10? Cancel Section 10. Put your foot down. Nah, man. Do it. Can't do that. that. Yeah, see? See? That right there. Jared is the example of the fan who will bitch, piss, and moan about signing Trevor Bauer and show up and buy their beer and hot dog and shut the fuck up. Yep. Nah, I actually buy steak and lobster. Uh, He's putting a lot of money in John Henry's pocket. What has he done for you, man? Mm. Uh, I got a World Series ring. That's old news, bro. That's pre-pandemic. Doesn't even count. Anything anybody, pre-pandemic anybody is. Anybody can buy one. That's the. 80s, you know what I? Uh, basically, you know what I bought as a housewarming gift to myself. Actually, you know what? What? I, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna save it. It's a surprise. It's a surprise. Right. It's a surprise. You'll see. What? Uh, what All else right. we got? That's it. Ad-free episode for you guys on the holiday week. We're working on the fucking vacation week. Yeah, we are. Yes, this we is supposed are. to be a Joey, holiday what'd you get, week. What'd you get for Christmas, Joe? Well, we covered this for a different well. dimension. <laughs> oh, we did. I got a new TV, just like Jared. Oh, oh, nice. Big screen, smart TV. <laughs> oh yeah, I get all the games on there. Movie night, boys. All right. We'll watch Moneyball or Fever Pitch. 
Let's go reminisce about the old days, fellas. Ooh. Put on Fever Pitch and Moneyball. Trouble with the curve. Big trouble with the curve, guy. <laughs> Is there an Atlanta Braves movie? That movie. Trouble with the curve? Trouble with, trouble yeah. with the curve. I never saw it, but isn't that the, is that the Justin Timberlake movie? Yeah, I mean that movie got a lot I, of shit, but uh, but I, I mean, do I? I don't even know. Is this a bad? T- I kind of enjoyed it. I mildly was. Eh, eh. I just love that anything that Clint Eastwood does now, because <laughs> he's one hundred forty three years old. <laughs> It's all the same facial expressions. It's all just dirty, hairy, misplaced facial expressions. <laughs> it's just a- Jake, what'd you get for Christmas? I got season tickets to the Red Sox. They were like 50 bucks. <laughs> oh, shit. He got him at a white elephant party. He, he was stuck with him is what he meant. <laughs> I was going for the I was going for the shotgun filled with tequila, but somebody stole that from me and I got stuck with these fucking tickets. That's tough. That's that got Corey Kluber though. Kluber. They've been they've been trying to get Kluber since like twenty sixteen. Finally got oh, him for uh, twenty twenty three now that he's thirty seven. What? The World Baseball Classic will be uh, oh. will be upon us, um, and uh, just after looking uh-huh. at some of the rosters, uh, thought it was thought it was worth noting what that Dominican roster looks like. Yeah, so I I was obviously blown away when I saw it, but I think I was more so blown away by the reaction. On Twitter, when I posted the uh, the the depth chart, that people are really into this. People are, re- and I'm very very excited for this World Baseball Classic. It's about time. But it's about but fucking time. Seeing how excited everyone else was made me even more excited. So I mean, this has been this has got. been one one of the coolest things that baseball has ever done, and I don't know why more people aren't. But we're getting there because you know the answer to that because not all the stars agreed to play. Like Mike Trout being like, eh, I'll pass. And then he saw how fucking cool it was a few years ago. And he's like, oh, I'm going to play in the next one. It's like, all right, yeah, thanks for showing up. Uh, But the potential Dominican Republic lineup right now in left field, Starling Marte, arguably the worst player on the team. And he's great. In center field, Julio Rodriguez. In right field, Juan Soto. Third base, Manny Machado. Shortstop, you can go Wander Franco, you can go Mr. Pena, you can go Fernando Tatis Jr. Shortstop, you've got a lot of options. Second base, Jose Ramirez, which is his natural position, but technically out of position. Uh, First base, Vladdy Jr., DH, Rafael Devers, and then definitively the worst player on the team behind the dish, Gary Sanchez. We got to be like, there's got to be someone else somewhere that can. That can catch for us. Uh, starting rotation. Sandy Alcantara. Framber Valdez. Luis Castillo. Christian Javier. That good fucking luck. Like all, everyone was looking at the lineup being like, holy shit, that's a crazy lineup. You look at that rotation. It's the rotation. It's a wrap. 
It's a because wrap. I've seen. Have you seen America's? It's like our lineup is stacked, but no one wants to pitch. Right. I fucking. This is why I love, 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 love the World Baseball Classic. Is because that kind of stuff gets put on display. The the fucking passion and the pride of these players and the willingness like like I don't like hey it's I I'm not saying that they're saying this but you almost get the feeling that they're thinking bro fuck the world series fuck all that <laughs> I want to pitch in the world baseball classic for my country with my boys against everybody else that I play baseball with and against but it it's about our countries bragging rights for our countries right so could you imagine being an american living abroad playing soccer and then playing soccer against everybody that you play soccer against but with your countrymen against all of the other world let's call it i don't know i'm just let's call it a world cup for say and <laughs> And then from there, you get to take those bragging rights that you've earned on the pitch while playing against some of your teammates that you play MLS with, blah, blah, blah. And that's what, that's what competition is about. That is why you strap it on. Like when you talk about having the pride and earning the respect of the people that you play with and against, it's in settings like this because your fellow countrymen know what you're about, know what you're willing to do. And your teammates who are from other countries, they know that about you too. But now you get to take all of that energy and put it in one place where everybody thinks the same as you in terms of what we're trying to do here. We're trying to show out for our country. And you have every team just filled to the fucking gills with that kind of energy, ready to unleash every single time they take the diamond. This isn't a fucking doubleheader in June, people. This is world baseball classic action and i think it is continuing to build the steam and continuing to build the lore that i think should be associated with this event you should be looking forward to this if you're an elder statesman you've been broke trying to figure shit out for the last three years you're on the way out you want to know why you get your shit together now you want to know why this is the offseason to get healthy because you might have one more crack at making that world baseball classic roster. You might have one more shot to do. Why not? And if you're a young stud up and coming, this is an arena in which you can really make your name. You talk about international star power. You ball out against Japan. You ride Shohei 450. And then the two days later, you turn around Alcantara. People are going to start wondering who the fuck you are. Because the Shohei confirmed in. Shohei's in. Shohei's in. Bro. Oh, he's in. Or who's he playing Also, <clears throat> how about Yelich? How about Yelich? You see that? What happened? No, Yelich? what's he doing? Yelich could potentially be eligible to play for Japan. I'm sorry because his, because his grandfather's Japanese, I believe. That'd be cool. I would do it just for the experience. Like that's that's just crazy to think. Imagine, about. imagine Christian <laughs> Yelich in a dog pile for Team Japan. Well, <laughs> dude, if you look up, look up uh, who was it? 
Bobby, no, oh my God, was it Bobby Valentine? What? Who the fuck was it who coached China? Like some random yeah, Bobby like, Valentine. Bobby he managed in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, he managed in Japan. Bobby no. V is a fucking legend. Why are you saying Japan? I'm not talking about Japan. I'm talking Team China. It All right, well, Bobby. you mentioned Bobby Valentine and he managed in Japan. So who we were correct. He he probably had we're not talking about we're not talking about that. We're talking about the World Baseball Classic and the manager for Team China was like yeah some white guy it's different than japan and you know it <laughs> it is so i acknowledge that japan is different from china yes for sure uh, Two different but i countries. thought that you were All talking about japan. bobby bobby valentine nah, not um, bobby v man it was somebody no. else jack Sauter. i i honestly i typed in team china baseball manager and that's what popped up. A guy named Jack Sauter, S-A-U-D-E-R, China National Baseball Team. But that's probably not. It's that. It was older. It was older. Uh, oh. It was uh, Terry Collins. John, John McLaren. What? Oh, it was yeah, Terry Collins. Terry Collins. Collins chooses to coach Team China. That was in 2000. When was that? That article was written in 2009. Jesus. Yeah, oh, dude, that's a classic. I mean. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> also, do you see Cuba's, Cuba is letting the players go, letting the boys rock? Yeah. The MLB players are playing for Cuba. Really? They're, wow. They're, yeah. What, are they going to try and like fucking kidnap them and bring them back to Cuba? <laughs> Who knows, man? This that's seems like a right. ruse. <laughs> That that seems, yeah. That seems. I would not if if I were. Nope, no chance. A Cuban baseball player who had defected and played in Major League Baseball, and I live in the United States now. There's no chance I'm going to play for Team Cuba and risk. Okay. Getting abducted like those <laughs> those motherfuckers don't play around. They're not going to be even in Cuba. They're going to be here. You could tell that. I know. Tell that to Nest. The, tell that the to Nestor. People People, so a, Nestor Cortez, did he grow up in Cuba? No, but he was born there. I think he came here at like one or something. All I'm saying is if Jose Abreu is playing for Team Cuba, I watch out for that burlap sack because it's coming. He's there. I'm looking at the roster Is he right on now. the team? According to pitcher list. I think this is official. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jose Abreu. Jordan, Luis, Robert, Rosarena, all the guys, all the even guys, Chappie. all the fellas, even like even we're all going to be needing to stay in the same house, and we're all going to bring our security teams, and they're all going to be on the same page, and then maybe we can do this. Wait, Aroldis Chapman is playing for Team Cuba. Yes, man. That must be like, what's the thought process there, Dallas? Like, do you think, like, like if you I was are, say- if you're a player that defected from Cuba, who's now playing Major League Baseball, and you live in the United States, uh, and you know how difficult it was to get to you, to the United States, you still have like pride for your country. I mean, I I'll say this: I appreciate you asking me that. Like I would have some platform to answer that on just because I played. Yeah. 
but I don't have the platform I don't feel like because I don't know what it's like to be in their position, if that makes sense. Okay. I, I don't know what makes them proud to be who they are. And so yeah. uh, because because I am I am proud to be an American. But there are many times, many, many times, and especially traveling traveling abroad, where I understand how we are viewed as a people. And my pride comes from understanding that I'm different from a lot of those people that are judged mm. differently than I am. So I, I could be a, I, I'm, I, I can be proud of who I am and where I'm from and why I am the way I am. I don't know that I could speak on that coming from their perspective. Roughly coming from a communist regime and a violent regime, you would like to think that you're proud to have gotten away from that and you're proud to provide a life mm-hmm. for your family. But that again, yeah. That I didn't I didn't grow up like that. I don't know what they value and so it's really on a humanitarian level, yes. Uh but as far as being, you know, specific about national pride, like I I have to believe in my time spent in Cuba. Um, I mean, the people are people are fucking incredible, incredible people. The culture is so rich and they have pride because of what they know about their history as a people. They know where they've come from. They know where they've been. They know where they would like to go. And there's I, I got to believe there's a, uh, an overwhelming swell of pride when it comes to that stuff. So uh, I think from the outside world looking in they know how it's viewed. And so there's some pride in being able to exist and, uh, and still chase your dreams under situations that I think a lot of people know maybe aren't the best at times. Yeah. Yeah. What I was thinking, what what I was thinking was these young dudes that are going to be on this team. And if I'm a, if I'm a current major leaguer from Cuba, my number one goal going into this would be to, if I can, let me open my ears and be of any assistance I can be to someone looking to make those same moves because I've gone That's through the, the process. If, if you're yeah. Cuba, don't you not uh-huh. want Why? the defectors to yes. be near the guys that are potential defectors? Right. It's like, hey, right. uh, we, we don't want them to have the playbook on how to escape the country. That's yeah. just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's because do you crazy. expect right do you expect that these people are not going to have these conversations during bp of course that's the first question i'm asking how the fuck do i get out of here how are you <laughs> is everybody okay how's the family what are you doing like have you ever thought about leaving if so how did things go oh well here's where you might think about changing it up this is what i did this is who i did it with blah 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 blah, blah. like i've got to believe those conversations are occurring yeah I just want to say that I don't know who's on the. They don't know. They didn't announce the roster yet. I was looking at a, a theoretical roster that wasn't official. Gotcha. So, so the names that know. Joey told you were officially on the Cuban <laughs> team. That's not official. It's not official, mm-hmm. but they did open it up. They're saying MLB players from Cuba allowed to represent home country. Interesting. ESPN dot com. Yeah, like that's because that's been the whole like. That's been the issue the whole time is, dude, I don't know. Like, we don't want these guys to be around the other guys who have gotten away. And that's why the guys who have gotten away aren't playing for us any longer is because we all realize just how 
how much sense that doesn't make or why everybody would be against that. Like, why don't the players who defected want to play for this team? Well, because they're afraid that shit could go south and they left that area for a reason. Okay, makes sense. So why wouldn't that team want them to play for them? Well, because they told them to fuck off. They defected. They left them. So no, they don't want them back. Or could putting them in the same room give one side just a little bit of interest in bringing these other folks back because of how they left things initially? To Jared's point, like, kidnapping I'm like, like i would just yeah like but hey it's, if you're it's telling like me that going i don't have to, to your kidnapper's house that you escaped from for christmas the like, yeah, gal you know i just want to check in you know it's, it's the holidays you know it's a big big right. event safety so. in numbers there's going to be five of us he he's kidnapped six of us only five of us are coming back though <laughs> yeah so we're safe it's know. five of us we're like i yeah i don't know i i, I that's, that's a crazy crazy situation for those players to be in yeah, well, at least at least they're playing in the United States. Like to Joey's point, it's not like they have to go to Cuba to play. You're playing here, um, but yeah, I'm excited for the World Baseball Classic. I I got really into it in 2006, not as much in 2009, and uh, it kind of lost me for what was that? What was the next one after 2009? Was it 2014? Maybe. I think it's 12. I can't I think they do every three years. Yeah. I, it kind of lost me for a little while. And then the most recent one was obviously the best one. And now this, this upcoming one, I am very, very, very excited for. So uh, ideally, I would, I would love to arrange something where we can go down and be there. I want to I wanna experience that. So uh, we'll see. Well, isn't it during we'll spring training? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm going. I'm rooting for the U.S. personally. Yeah, probably a big U.S. guy myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not me. I'm rolling with the the Dominican. You're Dominican, man. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously. (laughs) Breaking out the sweatpants. (laughs) Yeah. I probably still got them. Honestly. Yeah, I have a I have a picture from when I was in high school. I'm wearing a black sweatshirt and in gold writing it says Dominican King on it. <laughs> I had Dominican flag wristbands. Um that's so legit. I had the David Ortiz Dominican Republic World Baseball Classic jersey. Actually, you know what? I fucking still have that. I'm gonna go to my parents tonight and get it. <laughs> That's show. That's so show, bro. Yeah, yeah. I feel like after after doing the the podcast with Ortiz, I'm basically an honorary Dominican anyway. Yeah, I mean, you know the language, so <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, it's either I'm either rolling with the Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico with Cora, but that's probably going to be the Dominican Republic, unfortunately, for the haters. Damn. What? I just, I mean, how how quickly? Like you know, first it's the Red Sox as a franchise that that start to take steps back, and now you can start to see how that impacts relationships because Mm -hmm. you're more than willing to just leave Correa. Uh, or excuse me, leave Cora 
out on the cold all alone without your supplies. So well, I'm not I leaving hate to him see the domino I always, effect. Mm, I hate to see mm, this. I, I this was is always not what I thought Republic, I was going to see so later. No, 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 no. In life, and, I'm not and leaving we are Puerto now. Rico to join the Dominican Republic. I'm staying with the Dominican no, you're never, Republic. You just never even been. showed up. That's the point. You never even. No, showed I've been like, there. You're not leaving Puerto no, no, Rico. No. You never even it, showed up. You're it, like, no, it, sorry guys. Yeah, can't do right. it. That, yeah, that's called being loyal to the Dominican Republic. You know, I uh, I hate to put this on John Henry's lap. I have Dominican blood coursing through my veins, and that's for a very different reason. But you, <laughs> what you. <laughs> Uh, I, <laughs> I didn't i didn't see this coming you guys are just jealous i hate the well i'm sorry to hear that you and cora are no longer friends that was a relationship that's not true that i thought was talked yesterday was talked yesterday stand, stand the test of time i texted him Feliz navidad <laughs> i gotta tell you i did christmas in puerto rico kind of cool because at the malls like you like us three and Jake, like we could all just get like a cart that you get at Costco, like a flatbed cart, mm-hmm. right? And they set up musical instruments. They treat these things like small mobile stages. So imagine a drum set being set up on a push cart from Costco and somebody on the drums playing the drums. And that push cart is tied to. I don't know, three other, four other push carts who have some guys playing the guitar. Maybe there's a fucking banjo involved. Like, who knows? Keyboard for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The keyboard's there. And they just fucking stroll through the mall playing songs, playing music. But they do this for like two weeks. It's not just on Christmas. What's a, what's a Christmas drum solo sound like? I have no idea. Like a little a rumpa pum pum maybe. Yeah. Rumpa pum pum rumpa pum pum rumpa pum pum a rumpa pum Did I just did I just drop a fucking Christmas baseline? Just going down the streets in Puerto Rico on Christmas. I would love that. Alright. Hope you enjoyed the ad-free episode of Baseball's Dead. Uh, we'll be back next week. Next week will be fucking 2023. If you uh, enjoyed the podcast this year, tell your friends. I'm sure you have friends that listen to or like baseball. Tell them about Baseball's Dead. We're trying to grow a little bit more next year. Hope you enjoyed the first year of Baseball's Dead. This is our inaugural season. Big thank you to Dallas, Joseph, Jake behind the scenes. This was just the beginning. This was only the beginning. So we thank you for being with us in, in year number one of many. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.